Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Not even facing the recording. You didn't say, are you ready? Are you good? I'm doing my own thing. It's not my fault that you, you fuck around. Why do you have those fucking earrings on? Oh, I'm just wearing these earrings. I don't know if I forgot to take them off. It's 10 o'clock at night. Why are you wearing fancy schmancy earrings? I was just wearing them. I don't know. I just forgot to take them off. If I take them off now, they're going to get lost in the couch. Just wait till I go back upstairs. Too much effort. You really had nothing to say, so you just berated me. Well, because all of a sudden I just saw the dangly things. I've been wearing them all night, and you just noticed. She has earrings, dangly ones. What movie is that from? Do it again, but with the impression of the person who has actually said the line. I was. You like my earrings? She has earrings at home, dangly ones. Imagine I was like an old man, but got but got to get on an airplane. I know it's from a uh, uh, Home Alone. Okay, good. But that is not anything like what that guy sounds like. He's like little dangly ones. No, he doesn't say it like that. How does he say it then? Not like that. I'm going to hear you do it. No, because I'm not good at impressions and I don't try to pretend like I am. It's May 3rd. I'm doing it on the show. Wait, it's May 3rd? Yes, it's May 3rd. Uh, 2023, if you're new here, uh, I do bad impressions and my wife wears earrings at 10 o'clock at night, uh, which means we're married and we have a movie podcast. Um... Sorry, I'm a little, we're recording a little later than usual because we just watched uh, this week's episode of Ted Lasso is our Wednesday tradition for a few more weeks. So my eyes are like half filled with tears. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know. I, I was crying earlier. Uh, yeah, so it's May. We have a busy May. Um, no, we're not doing anything important. We have last week's guest stars, uh, Rip and Charlie, staying with us this upcoming weekend. Then we have uh, Nothing. Philadelphia, Taylor Swift. I can't then, wait. I'm so excited. We have a garage sale. And then we have, uh, your folks are in town, and we're going to be around my mom, so we got, we got a big, busy May. You say it like that. We're going to be around my mom. <laughs> like She's going to be in the room while we do things. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, we made the decision to pivot away from Jumanji, because this past weekend we weren't able to watch the first one like we thought we were going to, and there's no way we're going to be able to watch the other two. In the time frame, because we want to share these with Jillian. It's going to be a little bit of a project for us to get around. So we're going to, we're going to mix the, the schedule up a little bit and uh, jump around. Uh, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> based on what we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes. But before that, as we are prone to do uh, in the front part of the show, if we catch a movie um, out in theaters or a movie that we haven't seen before, we discuss it. And I went out last week. By myself on a Wednesday night. And I saw Bo is Afraid, the newest film from your favorite director, but Ari Aster. Worst. Made a Hereditary and Midsommar. You can't say that because you liked Midsommar. 
And Hereditary is one of the most traumatic experiences of your entire life, which means he's good at what he does. Whatever. Uh, so I went and saw this three-hour movie by myself. There were two other guys in the theater with me, uh, like in the very front. I was all the way in the back. It was very weird and very awkward. Uh, and cool that, man. And that pretty much surmises uh, the experience. It was without question one of the weirdest movies I have ever seen and will ever see. It is doing an iconic tank job right now at the box office. It is, it is going to be a big old bomb. Because uh, it, it cost $35 million to make this movie. And it oh has boy. made like $4 million. Oh boy. Uh, because it is just a little too outside of people's... Just a bit outside. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I still liked it. I think I, I will never understand. Did you relate to it? Oh, absolutely. I 100% related to the movie um, on a deep level where like near the end of the movie, I felt myself having like a modicum of the breakdown that you had for hereditary. Yeah, nah, nah. But did, but, but did, on a real, but on like on a, on a cuz that wasn't like something you related to. It was just like how like it just fucked up it was. It just got to you, right? Yeah. Uh Yeah, no, was, I I I don't relate to hereditary like I've never sawed my head off with a piano wire before. Yeah. So um, if you don't want anything spoiled from you from Bo is afraid Skip for the next, like, two minutes, just in case. Uh, at the end of this two-hour and 50-minute odyssey, as the main character is essentially on trial about what he has done in his relationship with his mother, I very much felt <laughs> a connection to it and what was happening. Uh, but I think that I was able to keep it cool. Uh, I talked a little bit... Uh, over text with Andrew, who actually I think was supposed to call at some point this week, so I need to find time to do that. And, uh, yeah, really loved the first hour, hour and a half. The first half of the movie is very strong. The middle part just gets a little too weird, which is saying something, considering how the movie ends, before what I just referred to, with one of the most nonsensical, like, what the fuck just happened reveals fucking ever. Um, actually, there's like two of them. Uh, I I don't think you can ever see this movie, which means I'm definitely buying it when it comes out. Oh, great. I'm forcing you to do it at some point. Well, that's really mean. <laughs> that's really mean. Why was it mean? Because then, because then we'll never do the podcast again, because I, I won't watch it, and then we'll never do the show again. Well, you would, Why? Why? So, here's you said I, I. You don't think I could ever. I could ever get through it, and then you're gonna buy it and force me to watch it. One, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Two, I thought you loved me. I do love you. No, you don't, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to put me through that. If you truly did, you would never want to put me through that. You're a lying sack of shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh. And I won't do it, and then we will never watch another movie together again, and we won't record anything. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to, here's my response. I don't care. Well, it's a podcast, it's a conversation, so you have to, uh, you have to listen to me. I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> How many episodes of this have we done, and you're saying I have to listen to you? Is it warm in here? Can we turn the fan it off? It is warm in here. Um, I, you sat through the movie we're going to be discussing in a few minutes. <laughs> you sat through a it's lot, like this? a lot of other things. That it, have no artistic value whatsoever. At the very least, this has artistic value. 
you're gonna get you're gonna be confused and you're gonna probably be angry because the through line to this movie is fucking muddy. Uh, but the more and more I think about it, the more and more I want you to experience it. Yeah, no, I pa- I'll pass. Well, we'll, get, we'll get there. Uh, so yeah, I, I, were there a lot of swerves in the movie? Will will I be able to do my swerve thing? I don't even know if you can classify them as swerves. Uh, I I don't want to edit or else I would say, oh, I actually kind of told you already one of the things, um, that happened. Yeah, but I don't listen to you, so I don't remember. Well, I don't want to say it also because like I told people two minutes, I don't know how I've been talking about Okay, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, there, there, talk about it offline. There are swerves. Okay. There. Well, if there, I can ruin it for you, then I sure will. I, I don't even know if he can. Oh man, now it's too cold. Can you turn <laughs> that down? Immediately. That can is the fast. Can we put this fan in our bedroom? I know. Can you make it? Holy longer? shit! Can you make it less less windy, less fanny? That is the fan of all fans. The, it's the fan fan. I am a fan of this fan. <laughs> um, uh, this one. Probably one more, right? Yeah, probably one more. I mean, if it's going that fuck, this thing of nine settings. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, next week we'll have uh, we have tickets for uh, when this comes out Friday's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three with Jillian. Uh, so we're excited for that, considering that was I believe our first, uh, either first or second Perfect Ted movie on the podcast. It is one of our rare MCU exceptions before we set up the MCU rule. So when the third one comes out and we do it for the podcast, we'll have to do it right away. It was our fourth Perfect Ten? That's out of order. Oh. It's either first or second, 100%. Oh. Um, but yeah. Fuck you, then. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and then next week, we'll probably end up doing the Florida Project as opposed to Jumanji. Um, or we'll do whatever we uh, draw today because it is a, this was a random movie from our massive movie collection. That we uh, watched, as evidenced by the fact that nobody would ever nominate this for anything. Uh, except some random film festivals where this won a bunch of stuff at. And we're going to get into that. Because today we watched Going to America. Samantha, tell the people at home uh, all about going, going to America by reading the box. If you can pull yourself away from your phone. I, I was just trying to count the swerves, sorry. Ah, uh, got it. Um, Alright, Going to America. The land of his opportunity. Oh my god, it's so small. Hang on. My glasses back up. No, let's keep my glasses off. Yeah, that'll help. Eddie Griffin, Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, undercover brother. I didn't know I'd have to say Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, like first thing. You that well. that kind of got well. me. Stars as Funanya, a man claiming to be an African prince on a quest in Los Angeles to find his princess. Why do they have it so many times? Fumnanya <laughs> hasn't had the best of luck, so he enlists his trusted sidekick, Andy, Josh Myers, that 70s show, The Awesomes, to help him on his romantic quest to share a kiss with the woman of his dreams. Their unorthodox journeys takes them the most hilarious adventure of their lives. That is all legitimately okay. verbatim. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Sorry, it just kind of yep. was fucking me up. Nobody, nobody. Fumnanya stops at nothing to find his one true love. Also starring Najara Townsend, Contracted, The Stylist, Mindy Robinson, VHS2, Range 15, and Penny Marshall, Laverne and Shirley, Big. So that's one. You fucked up the second Fumnanya. Yeah. I think I did pretty good. I mean, considering there's three Fumnanyas. What? Who the fuck did that? And there's one legitimate error sentence. Read that sentence. Their unorthodox journeys takes them to the most... 
Oh, no, no, no I, I read it as if there was supposed to be. Their unorthodox journeys takes them the most hilarious adventure. Take the dot yep. on. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, so yep. you're fine. Okay, so, but good. it's still one. Just want to make sure. So I'm up three, I believe uh, now. Yes. Cool. So uh, this is part of our dollar store chronicles, I'm calling it. Anytime I go to Dollar Tree. I think maybe we should stop I go doing to that. the movie section. We should stop and I just grab like $5 worth of crap. Yeah, we should stop that, and, I think, uh, maybe. Yeah, considering, like, the ones we've watched are, like, this and, like, Devoured that your mom got for us. And Scrawl, mom got at the and dollar Scrawl, store. And Scrawl, yeah, you're, you're probably, they're probably there for a reason. Um, look, this is fucking garbage. And it's funny because I don't know if I referenced it on the show or if I referenced it off air as I, as, you know, I was adding this movie to our list and doing, like, initial research on it. But the Wikipedia was like, oh, it got, like, decent reviews from critics, and it won, like, all these, you know, film festival awards. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, maybe maybe this is a hidden gem. And instead, I want this to be hidden by a guy named Jim and then pissed on and shat on. This was so fucking bad. I, I can't even begin to describe how bad it is. And I think the thing that maybe makes it so bad is how it's simultaneously trying really hard and not trying at all. Do you get what I mean by that? I absolutely get Because what you this mean. has some Look, the first off- scene is just tits. Okay. <laughs> well, look, hey, no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's aggressively bad and unfunny and uncomprehensible right, right away. So normally what we have to do for these movies that nobody's seen before, we kind of have to go like through the movie yeah, okay. from beginning to end. We can so do let, 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 let's tell the people the movie. So the movie is Funanya and Andy are, uh, mental, are mental patients. patients. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, for good reason, as it turns out. Spoiler alert. Um, and, and they, they are under the care of uh-huh. this skeezy doctor and this large-breasted nurse who he's Slutty having an affair with. Nurse. Yeah, this, like, dumb bimbo nurse. Yep. Um, and they're talking about how they're going to escape. And uh, they do because uh, Fumnanya finds the doctor and the nurse, like, sleeping with another, and he basically frame, blackmails her into, like, letting them out. And when they escape... They, they, did they steal the video camera from yes, the hospital? And why was there a video camera set up in the hospital? Okay, just, just, just wanted to be Look, sure. In the first scene of this movie, mm-hmm. we had some big titties. Yep. Right? We had Best the, part of the movie. worst mental patient impressions in that line. Yeah, People like just a, smiling. There's a guy like sucking his thumb. Yeah. There's a guy who like smells. Yeah, like, like the, the, the biggest stereotypes. And then this movie had the gall. To use the phrase African nomenclature. And I almost <laughs> threw my fucking phone through the fucking TV. So, so that sums up this movie. The gall is right because at, at one point this movie almost becomes like a dramedy. Oh, absolutely. And it gets into like oh, suicide movie, and abortion this movie, and racial slurs. This and it's movie, like. This movie was wild. Let it's me like, tell you, this movie was fucking... It, it wasn't good, but it was fucking wild. It swings for fences. It does. And you know what? 
those balls are naughty. Those balls gotta, are clanking against that fence. But I got to give it to them for, for, for surprising me. This movie had the most swerves out of any movie that we've seen so far this year. What's your total? 34 swerves. <laughs> Shut up. You just took great notes. I took amazing notes. Oh, my. You wrote the script. So I wrote the script word for word here. My biggest thing with movies like this is... I've written two and a half movies. <laughs> and this and look, is what, and this is what gets made. Look, man, you could have just done film this. Festival, so you could have just done this. The camera literally changes six times in the movie. And I don't, I'm not talking about the camera that they're filming their fake movie in the movie. Man, in. Turn, turn your fucking phone off. We're recording. That's maybe why people don't make your shit, because you're rude and unprofessional. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> what I'm talking about is. The movie within the movie, obviously, like, the camera changes to show, like, when Andy's recording, you know, and then the, there's actual movie camera that they're filming the movie that we're watching is. But, like, that happens, like, four other times, and it's obviously different, like, camera, and it's like, how, 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 Look, how, how, how does that happen? I don't happen? really care from that perspective. Oh, it's I like, very much do, because that, that's continuity, and that's sure, immersion. whatever. Immersion. Whatever. I care that this movie is absolute bonkers and doesn't make any fucking sense from like a storyline perspective so the los angeles it's international absurd. the los angeles international film festival Fuck that. best director best film no. best actor and best actress uh it won the platinum award at the oregon film festival in 2014 it won one two three four five awards at the san francisco global movie fest it won one award at the International Independent Film Awards, at the Indie Fest Awards, at the Accolade Global Film Awards, and the American Movie Awards. None of those things are real, legitimate, and this, this Param Gill probably bought the awards. But it just makes me so angry that, like, somebody can roll into a Dollar Tree like my fucking dumbass and buy this, and everybody is probably getting some residual of pennies or cents on the dollar and able to live off of this because there's probably tens of thousands of people like me who are like, oh, Eddie Griffin, I liked Undercover Brother. This might be all right. And it's not. It's fucking drivel. It's bad. It's offensive. It's horrible. It's like directing the movie was their excuse to make this movie sound and look like shit. Right? Because there's mental patients making a movie in the movie. Yes. So they escape the hospital. Yep, they escape. And they had stolen the camera. Yes, they steal the camera, and, and they're, they're going to make a movie about uh, Fumnanya, who is insistent he's this African prince that his father is abandoned, and him finding a princess and giving her a kiss. That's going to be the, the movie. Hero, being the hero, saving her, and yes. getting a kiss as a reward. And Andy's the director. But don't worry, we're still going to follow the sleazy doctor and the nurse around. Uh, yeah, yeah, to make sure, to, to, to see what they're up to. Yeah, in between our sexist protagonists who are, like, rolling up on women with their with their nice butts and their heaving breasts yep. and talking to them about, you know, said things. Um, and they, But, you know, they're escape mental patients. They're, they're down on their luck, and they, they run into this prostitute named Candy who is not even down on her luck. She is down on her everything. Um to the point where the story of the movie is she wants to commit suicide and they're going to help her commit suicide. But before that, she gives Funanya a handjob. Uh, and he comes all over the floor and he only has $12 to give He has $12 her. On, on, to his name. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Samantha's not kidding when she like reaches down Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy, Eddie Griffin's pants and like he makes funny, you know, eye-rolling faces 
and he comes. And then when her pimp enters the scene, uh, the her pimp like pimp. <laughs> we are gonna talk about her pimp. Uh, he like investigates the scene, and obviously he's like, "Well, something happened here," and they they put like fake. Come obviously like shampoo or something on the and floor for him to like touch it up. and like analyze and it's like <laughs> smells it. What fucking movie am I watching? I mean, have you ever done that? <laughs> rolled up to what? A scene, rolled up to a scene and saw something. Like, What's that on the floor? And like analyzed it and they're like, oh, I've that's never cum. walked into a situation <laughs> and smelled cum off the ground. No. Well, what if you didn't know it was cum? He obviously didn't know. You had to find out. He knew after he There's not it. a lot of things that could be in that situation. <laughs> they are in the living room. She's a pro... What is it? Oh, sorry. We decided to have a moisturizer fight. <laughs> like... So, uh, that scene is so, so bad. The way it's played. The way it happens. But the also, actors. wait. First, first. Hang on. Let's back up a second. Because we, ha- we didn't talk about how... You know, they met Candy, the prostitute, right? Yep. And, and Shit, I just threw a pen at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so rude. You're so mad at this movie. <laughs> um, and then, you know, she she is retiring for the evening, and she goes back to her apartment. But she's oh, like, right. a little flirty. And she's just, you know, this hooker, obviously in this, like, bad neighborhood, she just leaves her blinds open, leaves her door open. Undresses in front of the window so they can gawk at her. in front of the window. But then, like, her door's just fucking open. They, and they just walk in. surprised that they walk in. Well, it's fine later because later on, the creepiest little girl of all time just keeps coming into her door with no introduction or whatsoever. <laughs> but we'll get to her later. Um, so, the so the pimp... The pimp takes... Smells the, the cum. The pimp's... <laughs> and then... And then... And if you're listening to this still, we have a long way to go. Then he gets real annoyed. Well, he gets annoyed and like... And then he tries to overcharge. He tries to overcharge, but also he like, he takes his pants off. <laughs> like he's going to get blown or something. No, no, see, no, no. That's, that's the other scene. No, that's no, this not, is right now. This no. is right now. No, because I wrote right here. Whoa, did not need to see this guy's butt. Oh, and yeah, now yeah. he's saying the N word. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it's right here. It's right here. He's like, well... No, he left. And then he came back. Well, he's already come on the floor, so no, why no, not no. come back? No, 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 the pimp. Here's what I found. <laughs> I don't want to... What did they find? The pimp left. Then he came back, because there was that weird edit of him coming back up the stairs. Oh, right, right, And right. then he said, I'm going to pay with you. And then he took off his pants. Yeah, and so then you see, like, this guy... And look. And you see this guy's butt. I, I don't want to shame anybody. This is not a good-looking man. This... <laughs> This is like the third or fourth straight movie where we have another bootleg Buscemi. Yeah. 2023 is the year of bootleg Buscemi's on, on Married with Movies. Yeah, uh, and then he slapped her, and then... Yeah, and then Funani gets involved. And then he says, you... He calls him the hard R N-word. Hard R. Three, three times! Three swerves, because you The first time you were the you didn't think he was going to say it again. And then you really didn't think he was going to say it a third time, but he did. I that just was, got so fucking dizzy laughing. <laughs> that was three of the swerves. It was legit. And this guy was, like, tan. He was not black. He had, was not Hispanic. He was just, Oh, like, no, this kid, no, the guy's from, like, Minnesota, and he's creepy, just a weirdo. Like, a creepy-looking, like, Look, let's, grungy guy. There are plenty of candidates. He the LVP no of this right. movie is Rocco the Pimp. <laughs> I don't With, know. We'll get to it. It could be hard too, but you know. Um, uh, 
Uh, so I so this guy actually has a Wikipedia page, and I have to read it verbatim. Oh God! Uh, Dave Vessio, an American actor and former soldier and photojournalist, because of course he is, best known for his villainous roles in film and television. And then it lists a bunch of movies I've never heard of, like Hick and House of Flesh Mannequins. Uh, when he was young, his father was in the army, which led him to move twelve times by the time he was eighteen. Uh, he served in the Twenty Fifth Infantry Division as an infantryman. Uh, was honored for making a citizen's arrest. While in the military, Vessio became a substance abuser of alcohol and illegal dro- drugs. In an interview, he stated, quote, I was mostly dealing LSD, sometimes cocaine, sometimes steroids. He was eventually caught and evaded the police for a year and a half before being arrested in the state of Virginia at the age of 23. 23? And sentenced to 10 years at Fort Leavenworth Maximum Security Prison. So this guy was in prison from 1993 to 2003. And then started being, and then started acting in two thousand and five. Uh, he's one of the worst actors I've ever seen on film, without Holy question. Holy shit! He, he fits the role of the intimidating pimp like a fucking like squirrel <laughs> fits the role of Rocky Balboa. Um. So he, uh, Funanya, Eddie Griffin's character, saves the day, and then they like carefree dance and celebrate in their apartment, and uh, more sexual hijinks ensue. Uh, the cameras keep changing awfully and it turns out like I mentioned before um, she agrees to make the movie with them because their whole thing is they want to make this movie to become famous and he wants to be the hero but she wants to die and they're going to help her kill herself if she helps them make this movie before she kills herself she has to go see her grandmother and this is all we think the same day oh yeah oh yeah Yeah, because there's no well, at least There's no telling of how much time has passed. From their, their mental patients in the hospital to they're going to visit this prostitute's grandmother. It could be 24 hours have passed, I believe. It, it could be 24 hours. could be 12. There's definitely... Could be 78. We saw I don't know. daytime to nighttime to daytime again. That's all I can commit. Yeah, but it, that could have been, it, it could have been three weeks. Yeah. So they go see this woman who's obviously not grandmother age. She's obviously got like bad, this is just for you and I, Lou Connor's face <laughs> makeup. And I mean that. I did. No, I said really bad. Good no, job. I said bad. Because what you did for me at the age of 20 for our sketch comedy show was much better than what they did for her as a woman in this movie that won awards. So I said, bad Lou Connors makeup. Not good Lou Connors makeup. You did a great job. Yeah, you better say that. Yeah, I, you didn't let me fucking explain. I was giving you a compliment. And you turned it into a whole kerfuffle. When have you ever given me a compliment? That's the one. Now you have another 450 <laughs> episodes away for another one. <laughs> Until we watch uh, Gone to America. <laughs> um, and at this point, I'm like, man, this movie's really getting into like some dark humor because... Oh, wait. Before this... Yeah. Are, so before this, we have a, a cut to skeezy doctor and slutty nurse. Oh, right. They're like at a dinner. N- yeah. yeah. And then it's like uh, she confronts him about his wife and right, she, everything. And then they go back to his house and he's like, I told her she has a brain tumor. So she's all medicined up. This movie What? Has, this movie has a lot of weird similarities to The Room and a lot of kind of on the nose similarities to The Room. Uh, the fact that these characters are still in the movie at this point is preposterous and distracting. And nobody and puts blinds on their windows. No, none at all. And uh, uh, 
we see them filming a sex tape that is Gone with the Wind themed that they record, which later becomes blackmail. Yes. Uh, yes. And the whole thing is, haha, this guy comes early, but we don't have any proof of that because we don't see it on the floor. Uh, if 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 you were, would you ever do a Gone with the Wind uh, role play? That is the weirdest fucking question I have ever been asked. Trying yeah. to talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm trying to talk about anything other than. Want to point movie. out there are three nuts in this movie, and they cumulatively take a minute to get to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, there's all this dark humor about like how is she gonna kill herself and what like you know their mental state and it just and then, all and then they go see the grandma. Fucking work. No, then they go see the grandma and. They all sit on the same side of a round table. Well, because the theme is the, like the Last, Last Supper, Supper, which this is apparently a remake of like some Slovenian movie called Last Supper. Cool. Which I'll never see. Cool. I will never sit on one side of a round table <laughs> when there's no one else sitting across. Like that's awkward. As is it fuck. bad that when they got to the grandmother and like her reaction to the to uh, Andy and Funanya, I was like, oh god, she's also gonna say the hard end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> I was like, this is gonna take a turn. He absolutely was going uh, to. Um, so but then, then they, it was turning out to be deep as fuck, this movie. So, so that's what I'm getting to is this whole time, Candy is like really laying it on thick of like why she wants to kill herself and how woe is me her life has been. Um, and it turns out that um, she had an abortion that she didn't want to have and she immediately regrets. And then it gets into this, like, really emotional scene of Funanya, like, explaining as a child, like, how his behavior, his dad didn't like him and his mom left. No, his mom died his in mom, childbirth. His mom died in childbirth and his dad blamed him and called him a dog and he, he acted up. And then, and then he acted up at school, school. and he burned the, the yeah. school down and it's and like, by accident and it was what like. What movie are we in? And here's the thing. Props to Eddie Griffin, though. That's the best scene in the movie in terms of acting because I think both actors do a. They do a good job. They do a really good job, and I'm like, I think they did a real it. The scene, it was actually a really great scene. It was so out of place in this fucking movie. I was so So confused. Out of place. It didn't fit in the movie. It was a great scene. I think they did great character work. The emotion was there. They they. It was great. Not. In the context of this, it, it was not sandwiched by anything worth sandwiching. Well, it was sandwiched between the back half of the meat was ha ha he 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 almost accidentally hangs himself, and the other half of the sandwich was who the fuck is this big eared little girl? Yeah, because they are just in the scene preparing to like preparing for Candy the prostitute to kill herself, and all of a sudden, this girl, probably seven or eight years old, she's got really big ears. And she just walks into the scene. I'm like, is this just the director's daughter? <laughs> they just like they just didn't yell cut. And she's apparently a neighbor's daughter. And we find out that the neighbor, haha, her mom's a slut too, and's always boinking the mailman. Uh, she just comes over and visits Candy a lot. You you don't get the context of that ever, ever really. You have to basically spell it out later on from another scene. Uh, and she just comes in, and she has. The she makes the kid from Looper <laughs> and Matthew Weiner's kid from Mad Men uh, look like fucking Macaulay Culkin and Thora Birch. <laughs> like <laughs> she is the worst kid actor we have ever had on this show, which is saying something. She is just mumbly, and she's not an actor. She's one hundred percent no way 
I'm going to look it up right now, and if she has more than this as a credit on her IMDb, I will donate money to charity. Hold on. We do that anyway. You don't have to... An additional money to charity. Uh, Natalie Diane Miranda as Amy. Shit! (laughs) What else has she been in? She was an actress on Documentary Now. She was in uh, Reaper Tales. She's in five things. She's in five things. I mean, look, look, look at them, look at them. I, I know, I remember, I saw her. <laughs> you know how bad a girl, an actor, a little actress has to be if someone's like, yeah, I don't need to see her again. Um, she is so bad. And then she just keeps popping up into the movie. She's like fucking Urkel, but Urkel's not funny, and Urkel's a little girl who's sad and has got big ears. Um, so... Apparently, they've been as they've been recording this movie, which we think has taken place over 48 hours thus far, they're cutting it up and putting it up on YouTube like as they're making it, yep. which is not how you make a movie. Not <laughs> at all. That's not a movie. And then and the news goes crazy. And this is in what? 2014. No, 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 no. Yes, well, the year. California. In California. Yeah, Hollywood, basically. Yeah, and the news goes bonkers over it. And they... They fuck it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you some of these sort of numbers here. Yep. Oh no, I got over here. So it's already on YouTube, and it's going viral. They go over viral. four million views. Four million hits from like, and it's like, oh, is it a hoax or is it like a documentary of this woman actually trying to kill herself? Is this guy really an African prince? Mind you, the doc, the sleazy doctor, has been alerting all the authorities, which is basically. One guy who's the director's friend at a desk, and a bunch of that guy's friends who are just old fishing poker buddies wearing fucking police outfits, standing in a room, they pretended the outfit as a police station. But let's be serious though, Chris. If you ever made a movie and you had police in it, it would be all your fucking yeah, and poker you know what? friends. Steve and Augie and Rich and Tope and Widen and Nobody fucking would- Zangry. All of them have charisma. Wyden would be the only one people would believe would be a cop. But also, Wyden would be exactly like those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Wyden would 100% be like those guys just standing awkward like, man, you know, I don't know. Uh, Am I, is it on? I don't fucking know. Uh, So they're looking for these two escape mental patients, and they can't narrow any of these people down from anywhere they are at any point, even though they're going fucking viral. The time frame makes no sense, and also... Even in 2014, like, there are plenty of moments where these two mental patients don't know what basic living things are, right? Mm-hmm. Fumania struggles with, like, like medium definitions of words. Andy is insane, but they're able to, like, hit the, the fucking SEO phrases for this video to go through the roof. I don't think so. Well, and then, then they they dupe a pharmacist to get some sleeping pills. Yep. And then, biggest swerve of the movie. Well, hold on. No, no, we're not there. Yes, we are. No, sorry, because literally the first news report happens, that pharmacy thing happens, and then another news report happens. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. The same day. The the biggest swerve of the movie. Oh, yeah, sorry. 20 million views in 24 hours. So this movie takes place over at least three days. Mm-hmm. 20 million views in 24 hours. That's it. That's, and it's like the lead it. story on news. The lead story yeah. on the news. So she kills herself. And they call Candy Exotic. <laughs> that bitch is white. <laughs> she well, fucking she can, 
ginger. <laughs> that's a dye job. She's not a natural ginger. You can tell that's unnatural. How how can you tell? You just can tell. You've seen it. You've look at her and no, think of I every know. ginger you've ever met in your no, life. No, I know, I know. Yeah. But she's still white. Oh yeah, she's white as white can be. Even though she's got the real name Najara Townsend. When I saw this, I was like, oh, obvious. And then the movie started, I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I am racist. Um, so she takes these sleeping pills. They have this big, like, emotional goodbye. This big ear little girl comes walking in again. And <laughs> this, this might be my favorite part of the movie. Uh, so she takes all the sleeping pills. They have this emotional goodbye. And he's like, oh, we need a big death scene. She's just going to fall asleep. They go to get fucking donuts or something. Uh, the little girl walks in the room and she like talks to Candy for a couple minutes about I don't even remember specifically what it was. Um, it wasn't anything important. It wasn't anything important. The little girl goes to leave, but she stops at this music box and that she Candy just starts had, touching. Shit. The, the Candy. That's what I'm getting to. The Candy has been like emotionally looking at, and opening, and watching the little dancer play. She just starts fucking with this woman's shit. <laughs> she opens the music box, stares at it for 15 seconds, closes it, and just leaves. And so Candy falls asleep. They come back, and the next thing we see is them like dragging her to the grave they 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 dug. And it's like, oh, okay, all right, movie. And then Funanya is like like holding oh. her in the grave, reading the letter she insisted he not read until she's dead. And it was beautiful. Yeah, and like he's emotional again. I'm like, God damn, this movie had the balls. It, <laughs> this is just for rich and this really- is for rich and two other people. But I almost turned into Wayne Jenkins there. Well, God damn, I didn't know we had dead woman here in the grave. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like this movie has balls. They actually killed her. Where I'm now, I'm intrigued. Where's this gonna go? Nope. She coughs up some some pills and she's fine because they were sleep aids. So uh, she just took a little nap. She's fine. It's okay. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, so now they're like, well, how are we going to kill her now? Because they've offered to shoot her. She can't hang. She, she you know, they want to do this whole Romeo and Juliet thing. Uh, which makes William Shakespeare roll over in his grave. Yeah. Um, uh, but because of... The then sli- Rocco comes back. Yes, Rocco comes back. And is like, where's my money? No, no, that was before. I think he still wanted money. He wanted more money? Because they didn't have... Oh, no. No, 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 I remember, I remember. Her grandmother gave her, like, some food or some shit. And in the bag, she led, like, a stack of money. It was probably, like, 10 grand, probably. And so they find it, and, like, they're going to go, like, celebrate. But uh, Rocco comes in. No, no, that was way earlier. Look, all right. Way earlier. (laughs) Rocco comes in. Before they went viral is when Rocco took the money. No. Yes, he went viral. Yes. No, 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 yes. this is happening now. No, 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 it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. Excuse she, me, I she, have the thorough You note. have the script on your phone. I have the script. She's not dead. He comes back. No, he comes back to take her to the Russian mob. Because he sold her to the mob. Right, but she gives him this wad of cash. No, no, he took it earlier. He already no. took it. No, no. Look, read my notes. Look. Why did he come back then? He came back. To get her to take her to the restaurant. Did I have an aneurysm in the middle of this? And then he gets knocked out. Yes. And then they put him in the trash can. Yeah, they stand him up in the trash can. And then... Then they go to the bowling alley. They kiss, and then they go to the bowling alley. (laughs) And then the cops roll in. Oh, 
my god, this movie. Second biggest swerve of the movie. Dude's name? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, the whole movie, you're like, oh, it's going to be a really sweet emotional payoff when Funanya's dad comes back and is like, I'm proud of your son, and I'm sorry, yeah, yada, yeah. yada. Oh, no, he's actually legitimately insane. His name is Keith Johnson. But... He still has a sad backstory because he went insane because his, his wife, wife or his died. girlfriend died of, like, breast cancer. Yeah, and he's from Detroit. And he's from Detroit. So. Of course he is. And it's like, yeah. wait, okay, no. Oh, don't do that. Huh? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's back, in his, he's back in the insane asylum. And Candy's, like, she's in love with him now and she's not going to kill herself because he's given her, like, the will to live. Um, and they have... The the uh, the sex tape of the doctor and his nurse as like blackmail in order to like get him out, and then the, the it works. The brain tumored wife is awake and throwing stuff at him the whole time. He's been talking that she's like basically the Terminator. Yeah, and she's just throwing some shirts at him. And then um, they make I wrote down the exact number. Uh, no, and then and then so so they let out. Keith and Andy, mm-hmm. um, and then they go with um, Candy, and like they're with her, and then uh, in her place, and then they get a check from YouTube for eighty six thousand four hundred and thirty five dollars for a video that got twenty million views, and they're gonna have this whole big new life of eighty six thousand dollars for three people. The check is the fakest thing I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Oh, yo, look, it was not even a close up of this check. You know how I get about. Banks and but checks no, and movies. That check and came Samantha on the talking screen. about it. I can't condone it. That that check came on the screen, and we don't like to normally talk during the movie, nope. right? Like we like to keep it to ourselves. That check came on the screen. And I said, "Yo, that check is so fucking fake. That is a scam. That is one of those checks you get from FedEx, and then they tell you to buy a gift card and send it." One hundred percent. After this movie wrapped, Eddie Griffin tried to cash that check. One hundred percent. Because his ass. You know why his ass did this movie, right? And I don't mean this, like, factually. He was part of some movie, I think it was called, like, Red Line or something, I don't remember. And as part of promotion for the movie, he was taking this, like, million-dollar Lamborghini out for, like a, like, a drive. And he wrecked it. And he had to pay for it. <laughs> and 100%. They don't have insurance? I don't know. But the only two stories I know about Eddie Murphy from the past... Eddie Griffin. Ten, Eddie Griffin. God damn it. Eddie Griffin from the past ten years. Three things. This movie... That Lamborghini story, and the other one, it's from Seth Rogen's uh, uh, essay book, yearbook, where he's at some party, high as fuck, and he's in an elevator with Eddie Griffin, and right before Eddie Griffin gets off the, the elevator, he says some like some super anti-Semitic shit directly to Seth Rogen, just like, man, you motherfuckers keep running Hollywood, and I can't get any roles, and Seth Rogen's like, what the fuck? I don't know Eddie Griffin. Uh, so yeah, so they moved to Hollywood, and they're going to start this new life, uh, being these uh, movie producers and Penny Marshall uh, sees the story on the news and wants to get involved that might be the saddest cameo I've ever seen in my entire oh, life absolutely. it is so blatantly sad. the director had a friend who had a relative who worked at Penny Marshall's house and they're like hey can we film a scene for you in a movie she's yeah. like what like she's obviously not with it anymore even though she would somehow live another seven years yep. she films like three lines it's awful and then we get the worst wrap-up epilogue ever. Uh, That's. We've talked. About I felt like it was in like. Times New Roman almost. It was. It was. And yeah, it was not appropriate. Candy and Funanya uh, got married, and they adopted the little girl. The creepy girl. Mm-hmm. We get a back. The little girl's mom moved on from the mailman, is now boinking the exterminator. 
And you had to throw that in there. Yep. And Andy is now like the Roger Corman of the 21st century making like shitty B movies. And that's all the background we got, yeah. right? We anybody else? Yeah, we didn't get like Rocco was destroyed in the trash. <laughs> and, and the doctor and the nurse are now ruining Casablanca. Um <laughs> and that that was the movie. It was 90 minutes of pure fucking like, torture. Yeah. One of I said Bo is Afraid is the weirdest movie I've ever seen. This is the weirdest. This movie. is number two. This is so this was just bonkers. It's the problem I have with anybody who thinks they can make a movie that has money. Oh. Like, if I had the money to make any of my movies, I would make sure that it wasn't this, or Ace and the Christmas Miracle, or Scrawl, or any of those movies that people are going to talk about, like we're talking about it now for the rest... Like, I'll never forget this movie for the rest of my life. Say what you will about, like, The Fanatic. Or say what you will about what's another like bad movie we watched, but at the very least looks and feels like a movie. Ford right? Fairlane. Sure, like that's a movie that it looks like they used the same camera the whole time. It looks like somebody yelled "cut" and people listened. It it looks and feels like a production, right? Mm. This doesn't. This barely it's qualifies. Like Scrawl. Scrawl didn't. Yeah, Scrawl doesn't. Uh, Devour doesn't. It's just. Somebody being artsy-fartsy that has the thumbs up from somebody to spend money and do it. And that's like the most dangerous thing to me. Because movies are fucking art. And this is that... You're so offended. I am offended. These movies fucking offend me. Even without their content. Because this is offensive in that how fucking sexist and racist and fucking riddled with bad acting this has. So I, I, I can't help it. Um, we've, we've gone through the whole movie, so let's name an MVP and an LVP. I think MVP is much easier. I have one person. I think it's Eddie Griffin. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> he was on my movie. I think it's Candy. I felt so bad for this actress. I'm like, she's actually not bad. She's just in the worst possible movie for what yeah, she's trying I to do. At first I was like, oh man, fuck this girl. Well, because at first. But then it got better, like. As she was more serious. The things. first scene when you meet her, she's just being a bad prostitute. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, well, here we go. Yeah, but yeah. Like, she's giving emotional weight and heaviness to what she's trying to do. Okay. And honestly, I didn't think she was a bad actress. She just has, like, the yeah. worst script of the I worst think, movie to be around I think her. that one scene where he's telling the story of... That's, uh, that's a great scene. He's really good in that scene. I had him on my LVP list. He's obviously not the LVP. I don't because think he's the LVP. Before that, I think he still had a lot that he... He did good. He was voting 95% of it in. Like, half the time the accent goes away. He's just getting by with whatever Eddie Griffin charm he has. But I think the whole point of the movie is, like, is it real? There's a point of the movie? The whole... This movie was real, yes. I watched this movie. No, no, no. Not the movie. Uh Uh-huh. Like, him. Like, his whole... Is he real? Is this the sixth sense now? His whole shtick. Yeah. Like... That, I, I... <laughs> you know how this movie is bad? Because you tried to make a point just now and you gave up 15 seconds in because you realized, nah, fuck it. All right, what's... Uh, so we'll Najara Townsend is the uh, the MVP of Going we'll to America. We'll never see her again. Oh, no, I looked up her uh, her entire, like, catalog. I and... bet you did. Oh, no, no, she's... No. Um, she's a very plain... Yeah, exactly, but she, they said she's exotic. 
That's the swerve. You're just not going to let this go, are you? No, because it's preposterous. So she's the MVP. LVP. Look, we watched this, no, we watched this yesterday. By the way, we almost recorded this yesterday. Samantha's like, can we record now? Yeah, like, I just had so I, I many honestly, thoughts. I, 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 I couldn't do it because I didn't trust myself. I had so <laughs> many thoughts. I would have I wanted sleeping pills to take as well. Um, who is the MVP? Who is the LVP of the movie? I will say people that it's done, okay? Josh Myers, who definitely still sleeps on Seth Myers' couch. Uh, it, it's not him. I no, don't think he's good. Him. I don't think he's bad. He's Honestly, fine. I, I forgot he was in the movie. I think he did fine. He did fine. He did do fine, but he's not the only. He was movie. fine. Whatever. Uh, it's not. It's not the doctor. Doctor Tucker. Nope. Uh, I did have the hot nurse Yo, on it's my the list. Fucking nurse. It's fucking it, no. It's not the nurse. It is She's no way the nurse. So bad. She's very bad. It's She's not the nurse. Terrible. She's so bad, but there are somehow. Two fucking people to Trump are in. So I was discussing. It's either Rocco the pimp or it's the creepy ass little girl. They are, hyperbole aside, two of the worst fucking actors we've ever seen on this podcast history. That includes Joe from Scrawl. That includes fucking what? DJ oh, Khaled. Yeah. What up? <laughs> You've lost it. It's been too long since I've seen the movie. Oh, darn. Oh, my mom. Oh, darn. I'm not watching it again, so I guess it's just gone forever. Tell my mom to bring it. Tell my mom to bring it over. I spot tea. (laughs) That's why I don't do impressions, because they're terrible. But at least that was better than anything you've ever done. You know why that was halfway decent? Because we just watched Ted Lasso, and like half the characters talk like that. Um, If I had to make a, a, a. I would go with Rocco because he's an adult. (laughs) He should know better. I can't blame that little girl for taking whatever direction or lack thereof they gave her and doing that. And also, she was only in it two scenes. Rocco was in it like four scenes. Yeah, that's true. And he just kept coming back. And he, there's nothing about him that says, oh yeah, that guy's a pimp. He's not authoritative. He's he's ugly as hell. It looks like he hadn't slept in like nine days, and they didn't make it a thing. Like you look strong out, man, or you're on drugs. It's just like no, this guy's this is this, this fucking guy. Yep. <laughs> this is this guy living. It, he was so fucking aggressively bad. He was aggressively bad. So that's who I'm saying it should be. Okay. Dave Vessio. I did have the hot nurse on my list. Who I am now going to look up on IMDb as well just to see if she legitimately just started doing porn. She was in reality uh, shows, I think. Oh, of course she was. She, yeah, she she did some reality shows. Mindy Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, oh, she was in a... Oh, no, never mind. What? What, you were going to say something? No, no, no. For a second I thought this, no, I thought this uh, poster was Pain and Gain. <laughs> She wasn't painting gain, I think it's. Oh, it's right here. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, my think, eyes are going I bad. I think it said she wasn't no, painting gain. No, look, because I was looking at this, I'm like, oh, that's a poster for painting gain. No, it's not, and then it's right here. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw she wasn't painting gain. Yeah, she was in painting gain. Uh, she was also in King of the Nerds. She was in Demon Pit, Clown Motel 2, uh, The Sims 4, uh, Poker Run, uh, Nooks. Like, you know what? Is, like, does she have a day job? Keep getting, keep 
Keep getting them checks, girlfriend. Christmas cars. Keep getting them Butcher's checks. Butcher's Bake Off. Ouija. She, she does, she does everything. On. What is this weed G's? What? Oh, man. I'm oh. buying Halloween nights. Oh, man. I'm buying the shit out of this. Uh, yeah, she's just in all of these shitty movies. Does a person like this, like I said, like, does she have to fucking, like, is she an accountant on her day off? Yeah, absolutely. Evil Bong 666? Evil Bong High Five. Oh, it's a series. It's, it's a series. Mm. Cool. Well, it looks like she actually doesn't do porn, so that's, you know. Cool. She's, uh, she promotes, uh, uh, QAnon. Wait, what? She promotes. <laughs> uh, Rob, oh, this is a Wikipedia. Let me read this real quick. Yeah. She often works with her longtime. Oh, she's. Oh my God, she dates Randy Couture, <laughs> MMA fucking legend, star of The Expendables. Yeah, that checks out. Yep, she ran for the Republican primary in Nevada's third congressional district, and she promoted QAnon, the Clinton body conspiracy. Yep. And a conspiracy around Stoneman Douglas. Cool. She's a piece of shit. Of course she is. Yep. What about her? Says rocket scientist. But she's got great tits. I, I mean, she got great tits. Yeah. You know. Yeah, good and for you, look at her filmography. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I said she's been in a lot John of John Wayne wasn't in this many movies. I said she's been in a lot of movies. I said, keep getting them checks, girlfriend. Holy shit. She just, uh, she likes to work. And she's with Brandy, because she doesn't have to, okay? No, but she does. Because right, well, it's her passion. <laughs> that and spouting bullshit about. <laughs> Can we make her the LVP now? No, we can't. Please. If I had to go back and make MVPs and LVPs out of people's personal beliefs, we'd have six MVPs in this podcast history. Um, all right. Oh, my God. I am exhausted. <laughs> uh, I want to look up also the director. No, uh, he hasn't done anything else except a Donald Trump uh, documentary kind of thing. Of course. About, no, 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 but like a negative one. Like a, uh, oh, okay. That's a surprise. Yeah. He's also a dentist? All right, hold on. Gil made history and became the first director in the world to premiere his Hollywood film Last Supper, released Which in is theaters this. in Global America and Bollywood film Death of Mar over the same weekend at a film festival in San Francisco. Yeah. They this competed is, against this... each other, went on multiple awards, including Best Director with a cash prize of $100,000. Yeah, this is also Last Supper. Like, he's that's a, what this is. He's a farmer called. from Punjab. Uh, he was penniless when he came to America, worked nights at a gas station in New Jersey. He has a joint master's degree from the University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey and the New, in- New Jersey Institute of Technology. Uh, he practiced dentistry in Modesto and founded Gill Dental Dental Group. So he's a dentist. Oh, he's completely transitioned to films. Never mind. Well, he's, he's got the dentist thing on the, the, the backup, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he made a kung fu epic film called Warrior Savarati that was banned in many parts of India. Uh, and he received death threats, and it got a very low-key release. Well, there you go. He wrote a book, How to Lose a Million Dollars and Not Lose Your Smile. And now he's just a fucking dentist, it looks like. Well, cool. Well, I hope he's better at fixing teeth than he is making movies. Anything else on going to America? Absolutely not. So, so I, I think I should continue to get movies from Dollar Tree. Because... I mean, what pod, like, this podcast was much better than the fucking That Thing You Do podcast. This, this podcast was better than most podcasts, right? We get good content out of the bad movies that I force you to watch. That's all I'm saying. 
So don't judge me when... Turnabout's fair play. That's all I'm going to say. That's fine, but you're going to pick, like, shit that's, like, bad. Like, this is fun bad. It's still bad bad. Like, this 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 crossed over the line a couple times in terms of, like, bad bad to funny bad. But... Okay. I, like, I, like, I think I hit the... You always tell how bad a movie is when I hit triangle on the PlayStation controller to see how much time's left in the movie. <laughs> this one thing was only, like, 17 minutes, and I was like, oh, boy. We got another hour and 13 left. <laughs> uh, and that was a legit hour and 13 because credits took like 30 seconds. There was no one who worked on this Yeah, movie. it was literally just Param Gill. Four people. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't remember who technically, who picked the uh, the movie. Uh, you did the number generator. Yeah. So that's technically you picking it. So, um, uh, you score it first. <laughs> it was bad. I feel like there's been worse. Oh, it's definitely been worse. So I. It's fe- there. It's 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 up there though. It's there. I gotta. It's there. Let me see. What else was bad this year? No, no, you can't rate. Really, no, this year nothing. Well, yeah, this. This year is disorderlies. This is worse than disorderlies. One hundred percent. I'm gonna give it also a two though. I'm giving it a one and a half. Yeah, I'm, and the, the I, half point is literally for that one scene where for I was that like, "One scene." I'm like, "Is this movie gonna get good all of a sudden?" Yeah, with yeah. These two good performances. I thought that as well, and then I also just I did enjoy just your reactions to this movie, and and every time Rocco came on the screen, and when he was smelling the cum, I didn't. <laughs> I think that, I think it's I think. Uh, Boy, do I have a subset of films for you then? No. <laughs> uh, remember when we were doing the man butt list? <laughs> Yes! I'm glad we don't do it anymore because I would have been so mad I'd add this guy's ass to the list. He doesn't deserve to be on the list with Danny DeVito. You should you should and go Jonah back. Hill. You should go back and rewatch everything so you can capture it. I'm not gonna go back and watch movies again for butts. I'm just not gonna do it. Um alright, so I have to pull up the the list, correct? So the one, ran- yeah, and give me the give me the, the thing. Uh one give, oh. me, give me the the thing and I'll what Oh, thing? yeah, you I have, have access to it too. Um, random number. So, 1 to 1958, uh, which you still need to go back through. I know, I have to go back through. The list is an absolute mess. I have my computer here. 192. Just 192? 192. Oh, my. Near the top. Probably something in the A's or the B's. Maybe the C's. 192. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Ooh, okay. That's another man butt movie. (laughs) It's a very, very, very good movie with very, very good, talented actors. Directed by, I think, Sidney Lumet. So that'll be a nice, uh, not a palate cleanser because that movie's pretty heavy. But, uh, yeah, I like that movie. That movie's great. Right, Sidney Lumet, right? Yeah, it is. I saw this with you, right, in theaters? I think I hated this movie. Maybe, but that was a long time ago. That was 15 years ago. Oh, actually, I think I have that poop report right here. Hold on, let's see. (laughs) Pull out the poop report. came out in 2008, right? 2007. Seven. Ooh, even better. Okay. Yeah, right here. Yeah, this was very early on in our relationship. Oh, uh, before you had taste. I never had taste, dude. We were in a relationship. In movies, up men. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, 2007. I think, I'm pretty sure it's a movie rich. I mean, I probably dragged you to it. Or I just... This is a weird force. I'm going to go see a movie. It was me, you, Rich, and Keaton. I don't know. I think that checks out. I don't, I don't, I encountered one hand the amount of times I think I've seen Rich and Keaton in the same room. You lived with both of them. Not at the same time. I know, but they really. Tony was the uh, common thread. I know, but we were still, we, 
that first year that we were friends, we all hung out at at University Commons a lot. I was movie ranked 13th in 2007 in between Hairspray and Zodiac. One of those I saw with you. Uh, I saw Hairspray a couple times. Tony, Sam, Rich, and... Leanne Campbell. That's that's a weird... I went with group of I went with you and I went with those four because we were we were the three people there. Leanne Campbell. Well, the four one the four of us went. Yeah, Leanne Campbell's one person. Leanne and Campbell. <laughs> Lee and Campbell. <laughs> um. So yeah. Very nice. Oh, we saw that at the Hippodrome. Because I wrote over here where yeah, we saw I it at. I remember. I I think the only movies I ever saw at the Hippodrome were that. And the King of Kong. I'm pretty sure you're right. Pro and and it, they were both in 2007. There you go. There you go. I don't think we, uh, we've ever been back. Uh, no, we were back. We had a, a improv thing there, but not for not for like movies or anything. Um, awesome. Well, we got that coming. So we got that in the Florida project. Good lord. Um, and then we got Jumanji's coming up, and we got whatever Maddie and Rob decide to uh, do for the month of May if we were able to do it for May. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We're all just along for the ride here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't even you're do plugs. Uh, you're trying to be something. Like, I don't know what else is in that book. <laughs> so, That's your poop report. Yeah, but I've read a lot of stuff in the poop report. You have like Udo scores in there. Can I have my poop report back? <laughs> I want to look. I might be... you, why haven't you done this since 2011? It's just it's too much fucking work. And also, I didn't go see that many movies anymore because I had to start paying for them. <laughs> And then um, we had a kid. Exactly. Uh, thank you for listening <laughs> to this episode of Mary's Movies. I almost did it again. Uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> uh, check us out on arcadeaudio.net, <laughs> along with the other podcasts on a network of shows. You rate, have one job on this rate, show. Review, no, I have like many jobs on the show. Like, make it funny. <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe where you get your podcasts. Uh, Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Mary W Movies on Twitter, MarriedMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mo38 on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your Sam. Arcadario.net slash Podbloggle. This week, finally, I already have it ready to post Degeneration Next in Your House, the penultimate show from 1997. I'm not dragging this out. I literally want to get to 1998, but I just haven't had time to type out uh, my notes. So I'm finally doing that. And uh, yeah, that's it. I make the show funny. Okay. I made you laugh really hard when I talked about how the, that hard R N-word was three swerves. Yes, that was very funny. Yeah. Yes. I'm clever. You also made me laugh really hard four days ago. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm the best person. Uh-huh. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Fuck you, Zach France. <laughs> What if he's been listening this whole time? He's like, what if they talk about me one day? Well, here you go, man. Fuck you with your green hair. I don't, I'm not going to respond to you. He you killed should, the momentum. You should probably turn it off. <laughs> this is America. Don't catch you slipping, now. Don't catch you slipping, now. Look what I'm whipping, now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping, now. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry them. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is gorilla. 
Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.